Yo, check us out. Chuck D, public enemy. Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DLC, the Diggy Diggy motherfucking guy. Yo, 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 what's up? This is your boy, Z-Man. What up, dog? This is E-Shot. This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. This is your boy, DJ Paul K.O.L. for 36 Young Busy Bone. Vice One. This is your man, Matt Mine the Hell Razor. Yo, this is DJ Ready Red. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Walsh, and you listen to me on the Murder Master Music Show. Miami, right? 
No, um, I, I was there at that time too, but I was also there when they broke H Town and stuff like that. But yeah, I was. I mean, oh, as later on, yeah. Clay yeah. D's DJ, yeah. well, even as Clay D's DJ, we're always in and out of the pack jam. You know what I'm saying? Um, I know Chico and all them. You know, um, David Hobb, Mr. Mix is a cool partner of mine. So, you know, um, I I kind of grew up idolizing them guys because. Mr. Mix was like one of the first DJs I saw really do, you know, like tricks and shit live and stuff. Yeah, yeah, he was a champion uh, DJ. I mean, he, I mean, he battled. Yeah. He was um, not to be fucked with. You know, on the ones and twos, man. Uh, did you uh, uh, like get to learn a lot from watching him? Yeah, I used to practice with him. Wow. Yeah, man. Mr. Mix, he was a monster. And very yeah. creative. Yes, very sir. underrated too. Um, you know, we always mention Flash, of course, Jam Master J, rest in peace. Um, yeah. But for some reason, Mix always gets kind of overlooked. I mean, that's the 808 King right there. You know, exactly. Um, I was about to say that, bro. Like he he started some shit out here, you know, in, in Florida and Miami and stuff. He started he started a whole trend, you know, and not to mention produced. The most successful group out of Florida, the Two Loud Crew. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That got downright political at one point. You know. Yeah. Rest in peace, uh, China man. He was a great friend of ours. He was on this show yeah, many times. Real humble, humble individual. Um, you know what I'm saying? Can you reflect a little bit on Chris? What, what was he like as a person? Laid back, just like y'all see him. He wasn't no actor or nothing like that. Yeah. No, he real cool cat, laid back all the time. He, a jokester, he liked to joke a lot. Make jokes and make yeah. people laugh and shit. He was cool as hell. Chris was real cool. He had that laugh, I was you younger guy laugh right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. You could hear his laugh. Yeah. I mean, he, he had that distinct laugh. You know, and he'll um, grit his teeth. That shit would be funny as hell. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was hilarious, you know, but he, his history, too, is, is just unbelievable because, you know, before he was with the two live crews, with the Rock On crew, he started that in the uh, Air Force, and um, they were stationed in Illinois. Then he went out west, formed the two right. live crew with Mix, then went down to Miami. Plus, he was the first, like, uh, Asian rapper to, to do anything real big. You know, right. um, so many uh, things. You know, so, oh, they made okay. one hell of an impression when they came out. Shit, they they shocked the world with they shit when they first came out. It started a movement. Uh, throw the D yeah. really, uh, really uh, took off. But you, um, you know, you, you you talking about you you produced uh, uh, you know H Town, uh, Poison Clan. You did some stuff mm-hmm. with Luke. You were there right there uh, at Luke Records. You know, right when everything was popping off with Dre, um, yeah, saying uh, was shit getting ugly. Was I mean, like, what was it like making records in the studio and during that? Oh time? man, shit, it, 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 it was serious. It's like you, you know, when when you got the general, he he step out of the office and he want to get on the battlefield. He was that, yeah, he was that serious. Luke was calling the shots right there in the studio. Yeah, yeah, we got to say this. This got to be said. And yeah, yeah, that shit was live. It was real though. 
You know what I'm saying? And and then when we went to Jack the Rapper, them cats got in a fight with them boys over there and beat them boys up over there. You was at that Jack the Rapper? Sure was. Rex and Effects was, the was there. A lot one. of people there. Trench was there. Yeah, in Atlanta, right? Man, that had to have been one of the most um, insane brawls in hip-hop history. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, how wild did it get? I mean, and, and did the cops come in and throw you guys out? They what shut that whole hotel down. They shut the yeah. whole hotel down. Shit. Yeah, it, it looked like that bitch was on fire once that shit jumped off. People was running. Crowds of people was running to the left. Then they running to the right. Motherfuckers was trying to get out the way. Yeah, but they yeah they shut that bitch down. We had to wait to get in, get back in our own rooms. We were staying at the hotel because you remember Luke hosted that one. You you know you you was getting all the Luke Skywalker gift bags. Remember that? And he knew Sugar and them uh, uh, Death Row was gonna be there. And he, didn't Luke try to like mediate something? Um, that's what I heard. I wasn't there personally to hear all that, you know what I'm saying? But, um, I mean, it came down the pipe that way, you know. I mean, Luke wasn't no jackass, you know what I'm saying? He he would always try to make sure people can do the shit the right way first. Verb was telling us that uh, after everything went down, everybody got displaced, and, and uh, Luke and him, they were stopping to take pictures, and Luke was had blood on his shirt and Still taking hmm. pictures with the fans, and you know, <laughs> like nothing, nothing happened. You know. Yeah, you see, they was all close up because they was doing a lot of shows together that time. He was really promoting them group home base and all them boys. Now, did not you produce a remix to Cowards in Compton? Yeah, but it didn't. Um, it, I don't think they put it out because I, you know, I. I, I'm more of a street-oriented guy, so I had a. This shit was pretty dark, but it was on their level and not on, I guess, what Florida was doing at the time. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. I was I was yeah. aiming more to what they was, you know. I was giving them the same energy back a little bit more personified, but they went ahead with the stuff that was kind of more danceable, I guess. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you got that in the vault, then, huh? Yeah, definitely got that in the vote. Yeah, you remember how they used to do the here's what they think about your shit back then, you know what I'm saying, when they was having other people talk about these cats and how they was acting like bitches and shit at Jack the Rapper and all that shit in the background, different phone calls coming in, did an intro like that to it. Yeah, like Ice Cube um, did. Uh, yeah, like you no- did before No Vaseline. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Wow. Yeah. When you uh, when you got back, did you how long were you, did you stay at Luke Records before uh, you went down to Houston? Um, uh, I didn't stay too long. I just I was pretty much playing my role as I always did. I, I always moved as an independent contractor. I never tried to really lock myself down with anybody. You know, I came there, had some jobs laid out in front of me. I got them done. And I got the fuck on. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it was cool. It was about a good six months, seven months, maybe. Hmm. Did a lot of work. And when you first met Jay Prince, what was your, uh, you know, what I'm saying, impression of him? <laughs> what y'all see, same guy. 
insanely calm. I don't get it, but, you know, it takes a lot to be that calm, man, and be that strong at the same time. Yeah. Even no, even no, his silence no, speak no, volumes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even his silence speak volumes. He has that look. Yeah. He just give you that look. Man, you know? hey, <laughs> you when you get that courtesy call, he gonna give you about ten, fifteen seconds to compose yourself, and then he gonna tell you what's on his mind. Just don't hang the phone up. Well, now you you touched on uh, at rap a lot. Um, what was it like ninety four? Nah, uh, I mean, I was living in Houston. I moved to Houston in 91. But, yeah, I started doing things with them around 93, 94. 3-2 uh, was the one who brought me there. Oh, rest in peace, man. That, that's a, uh, such an influential artist right there. I mean, Snoop Dogg got so much game from him. Um, Hell, yeah. Man, uh, when did you meet 3-2, and, and what was he like as a person? Three two was animated. <laughs> um, that guy will keep you laughing. Um, he very creative though, man. When he get in that studio, it's like he switched gears, and and he leave rappers stuck in there. Like, now how are we gonna match that shit? You feel me? Like he yeah. he he was so clear about it though. He made everything look easy. You feel me? You know, I I hate to say when he got involved with them drugs, man, it, it, it altered him a bit. But I still loved him the same. It was just hard to take that tragic ending, bro. You feel me? It's sad because you know I, I look at the list of of uh, you know the production you've done over the years, and there's a lot of people that aren't here no more. Three two, Fat Pat, Hawk, Ghetto MC of Too Much Trouble. We're losing we're Big Mellow. We're losing a lot of legends. And a lot of these guys, no one really gave them their flowers while they were here. That's the fucked up part of the game, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You as a producer, you know, um, working with all these artists, do you feel that you you've gotten your just due, or do you think that you've been slept on as well? Um. Honestly, I don't even pay attention to what's going on outside of what I'm doing, bro. Because if I did that, I'd be on pins and needles all the time. I. I I just do what I do and I let it speak for itself. I don't I don't care if a motherfucker value me number ten or number ten thousand. You know, um, everything speaks for itself. So, I mean, I'm I'm humble with that. You know, and I'm I, I've never been just too. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm an introvert, bro. So you know what I mean. I don't I'm, I don't impress easy. I don't. It's, it's worked to me, and I'm I'm proud of what I did. But I still feel like there's more to be done, and that's what I'm doing right now. Absolutely. You know, uh, who who are some of the guys you're working with right now? Um, I just did a song with um uh, for my homeboy. Uh, he's a producer as well. They call him Heart Attack. Um, we we did a song uh, with Young Buck. Uh, Smith D from Face Mob and RBX, a song called You Wanna Smoke. You about to hear it. It's, it's, it's about to uh, come out real soon. They're going to do a video for it and everything, man. That shit is stupid, crazy. That bit's hard. Oh, RBX, man. Another legend right there. Um, and what's it like working with him? Oh, man. I mean, easy. 
you know, he 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 made me feel pretty good about working with him. He was like, uh, you know, working with you is just like working with the big dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I put that kind of work into what I do. You feel me? I don't I don't sample shit. You know what I'm saying? Everything you hear is played. And the stuff that sounds like a remake is by request, but normally I I put what I get from the uh from the all out there. I don't I don't sample shit. I want my shit to get sampled in the next ten, maybe fifteen years, you feel me? Another guy you work with who uh started his own genre of music, obviously, Gangsta Nip. Uh oh, yeah. the guy out of horrorcore. Um uh, and Psychotic Genius, uh, to me was the hardest album that he did on Rap Live. I just loved it. Psych Flow yeah, was probably one of the best tracks on that album. I love that track right there. Oh, um, wow, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, man, that thing's... I, I mean, well, I've been listening to it for the last 20, uh, 25 years, man, but when you hear something like that, it was so futuristic at that time, it's timeless now. You know what I mean? It could it could come out right now. Uh, what's it like working with Gangsta Nip? Oh, wild, man. Uh, Nip, Nip is, when he gets in that studio, he, I think it's seven other people inside that dude for real. Like, they all come out, though. Especially, like, when you push him, like, the music, like, he got to feel it. Like, he, he, he really got to wrench his gut for him to go there. You know what I mean? And, and when he, when he, when he goes there, all, all, all seven or eight of the motherfuckers come out. On the same song, like you heard, uh, Slaughterhouse. Remember that one? Another classic. Yep. Yeah, on that Psychotic Genius, I did that one too. Those are two of the best on that album. I mean, that whole album's hard as hell. Um, sure. But yeah, man, Nip. Yeah, you're right, man. He he definitely has the ability to switch it up to the point to where you almost think this is a different person. I used to think when I was yeah. younger, hearing some of the you know, the way he changed his voice up, I would think maybe that might have been like Klondike Cat or something jumping in there. But no, it was him. You know? Yeah, and, and and like, it's it's just a trip, man, because it's like it, it'd be some out-of-body shit. Like when he's doing the vocals, the different tracks and shit, he'll, the person... He's doing the track for it. He'll be in total character, like like I said, like somebody else took over. It should be weird, man, but it's crazy at the same time. I love it, me, because the 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 whole method of creativity and and the whole you know process of it is is is, is, is exhilarating to me. You know, it sets me free. I love creativity, and and everybody has their own ways, man. It's, and yeah. some, very few of them have very interesting methods. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. Well, him and three two, two totally different styles, man. Both of them were geniuses, though, in their own way. Definitely. You know? And you Definitely. were able to tap into both of that, both of those elements, man. Um, so that that you know kind of displays your range, your musical range as well. Um, you know what I'm saying? Um, not to mention you can go down to Miami and do some stuff with, with Luke or Poison Clan and then go to Rap Line and do some real hard, heavy street shit. Um, yeah. you know, you're a very well-rounded producer to be able to pull that off. 
I appreciate it. Thank you. Don't, yeah, don't I mean, you know, what my the main thing that that's on my mind is making sure my client is happy. And you know, yeah. in that process, you do what you must or have to do to to make that job successful. So I always concentrate on pleasing my client. That's all. What was uh, uh, um, the studio sessions like with three two? Those had to be legendary. Yeah. Lots and lots of weed, lots and lots of drink. But your ass got to stay up because once he gets going, three two gonna want to do about five, six, seven songs that that same night. It started out talking about he want to do a hook on one song. Then he fuck around and fool you to, to get in that chair. And then he was like, no, nah, let's go to the next one. And before you know, we sat there all night, and but he got about seven, eight songs done. Wow. Yeah, it worked out to quite yeah. a pack, huh? Oh, yeah. Three, three wasn't bullshit, man. You know, when he, when he get in there, especially when he working on his own project, like, like he barely leaves the studio because, you know, I guess he gets in the vibe to where he wants all the stuff to feel the same when he, you know, he's at on that certain vibe. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. He wants y'all to feel what he's feeling. So that's why he try to keep that same vibe and get a bunch of stuff done. And when 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 he when he buckled down for that album, bro, it's hard to get him out of that studio. It was, you know. Yeah. Uh, you it know, sounds like he was very. Um, just gifted. I mean, just had natural oh, yeah. ability. Oh yeah, definitely, no question. You know, he, him, and Mike D from Houston was the only two people I allowed to call me by my government. They call me out in crowds and everything by my real name, and I'll be like, "Boy, y'all niggas is crazy." We was close like that, you know. Hmm. Now, Mike B, you said the producer from uh, Trinity Garden Cartel. Oh no, not Mike B. Shouts out anyway to him. He dope as fuck. But um, no, Mike D. Um, he was uh, he's a, a screwed up click member. One of the main screwed up oh, click members. Oh, okay, yeah. All yeah, right. he was All the right. one who did the song with Fat Pat on Superstar. That's another one that I produced. He did. Uh, he was also on that Swing Dine. You know what I'm saying? He he did his thing. Mike D. is is gifted as well. Very talented. You know, Houston That's is just—it's uh, one of those spots. It's like a um, a mecca for hip hop, man. And so many styles are created there. So many different legendary battles and DJs and you know producers like yourself. Um, it's just a, a legendary place for hip hop. Yes, sir. You know? Yes, sir. You know, it, it's probably because they have their own culture, man. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's so it's so live that other cities and, 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 you know, people from everywhere else lock into that shit seriously. You know? Yeah. It's real player yeah. in Houston, man. For real, for real. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people that, that came to Houston and helped uh, uh, impact the city were from, from other places, too. Like uh, the late, great DJ Reddy Red, uh, Trent, yeah. New Jersey. You yes, know, uh, Bless up to my boy Reddy Red, man. That was my partner. You know, when I first moved to um, Houston, I was doing uh, DJ battles, and uh, he was like, uh, 
I judged that mostly all the contests that I was winning. <laughs> big shout to my big brother, Reddy Red, man. I miss him too, man. But yeah, I was. That's when I first moved to Houston. He was a judge at a, a gang of those DJ contests that I was winning. Wow, mm-hmm. that's amazing. Yeah, Red Red yeah. is so humble. You know, he hosted a few episodes with us. He hosted our hundredth episode. He was on a lot of uh, we do roundtables too, where we try to get like five or six legends, and um, he would always participate in those. You know, just yeah. a real humble individual. Um, but man, you you yourself, you know, you've been around all these guys, man. But you're you're one of those legends too, man. And uh, let's give them a little bit of the taste, some of the stuff you've done. Now I want to go to this track, man. This is one of my favorites off of the Ghetto Boys: The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. This is Eye for an Eye. Oh yeah. Uh, this beat is just insane, man. Can you kind of break this one down for us? Okay, this is a crazy story here, and this is on everything. Um. I had made that beat for Pac. I was supposed to meet him um, right after that Bruce Elden fight. You know, he ain't never made it back from that fight. God bless the 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 the, the, the true gangster out there, man. You know, God bless him. But yeah, I was supposed to got that track to him to uh, re- re- review it, and um, never got it there. But Willie D heard that track. And he was like, oh, yeah, this is what's up. And he had some shit on his mind, and this happened. Okay, well, what's your second? Hold on one Then It was originally produced, like, in 96 when Pac was alive. You were going to give it to him. Um, yeah. Wow, man. That's, never, that's I never gave that beat to nobody. I held it. And then when I Willie D heard him, it, he was I like, that's and, and And so you, you were cool with Pac then? No, I wasn't cool with him. I just got to his people, and they heard the music. Um, big CPO Boss Hogg. Yeah. Back in the day, he loved my shit. Oh, yeah. You know, I got yep. to talk Picture to Big Rolling. before he passed. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I, I got to speak to Big Psych. We was doing some shit together before he passed. Did work with the Outlaws when they was at Rap a lot. So you got to do yeah. some stuff with uh, Young Noble and, and uh, you know that uh, with uh, Fatal and Castro was still with him, right at that time. Yeah, 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 yeah. We recorded at Hippie House. You know, so that was Mike was Dean's house. Eye for an eye. This was for Pac. Um, yes. But then, uh, you know, obviously, he, he tragically we know what happened, and then Willie D yeah. said he liked it. Now, and what happened from there? Yeah, Willie D did his mother. Willie D did Willie D, and he was like, uh, you know, he was writing to it at first um, at the studio, and then um, he called Brad, and Brad was like, "Okay, I'm gonna listen to it for a minute." And Willie D was like, "Okay, well, you listen, I'm gonna write." And um, yeah, Willie D, you know, Willie D was coming up with that shit. And then, they, you know, face fed off of Willie D. And, that, you know, and it went down. This was, this was at the time, too, um, you know, where uh, James James Bird was, was murdered. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, all for James Bird. Scumbag. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. Well, let's go yeah. to 
right back with Big Swift. Uh, chop it up some more. Don't go nowhere. Yeah, dude.
Tell them break it down. You understand what I'm saying? You want to raise one? You got it. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. That song hits you in the chest every time you hear it, and it resonates with you right now because um, the way the country is now is so relevant. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? When you do uh, a song like that, you know what I'm saying, in the studio, what's the vibe? Like when you guys were laying that down. And what, what every person who's aware of what's going on with, with their people feels, I mean. Just like if you stuck, you're going to feel the pain, you know? It's just, I mean, we, we understand where our people are at and the shit don't feel right. And through pain comes some of the greatest music. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, that's the way it is. We got the homie Sim from France. I know he's got a couple questions for you. Uh, Sim, you there, brother? Yes, yes, sir. Hi, Scott. Hi, uh, legendary Big Swifts. It's What's a pleasure. Up, buddy? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm fine. Uh, you were the first one to to put a song "Fat Part" with a uh, young in the game. Tell us about this track and uh, and a hymn. Oh, young in the game! Wow, that's that was like that was the first uh, real track that Fat Pat was on, bro. Damn, he so, know his shit. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. We we was just uh we was we was fucking around. Uh, my at the time my home base was Ultimate Sound Studios in, in Houston, and um when I when I met Pat, we just went to working a lot. We 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 vibe pretty good, you know. Um, we was really cool on and you know inside and outside the studio. Once we once we met, we just locked in. He was hella creative, but yeah, Young in the Game was something he was doing for a screw tape and he wanted to rap on somebody else beat like you know back then jacking for beats was p- kind of popular and i was like nah man let's switch this shit up and i i made that beat for him and um that that's how we came up with young in the game mike d came up with that hook Damn. what year was that again i'd say 90 495, maybe 9595. Something like that. We did that shit early though. But that was the first real beat Fat Pal was on. How it was to work with him in his in the lab? Uh, it was fun. He was hella creative, like I say. Um he you know, Fat Pat wanted to sing everything. He wanted to sing all the hooks. He wanted to do all that shit. Uh like when when he when he got started, you'd have to keep up, just like working with three two. You know, he he'll stay up all night with your ass working, and you know, <clears throat> a lot of the shit he didn't even write. A lot of the shit he just freestyled that shit, and it was just matching. It was just coming in perfect. You know what I'm saying? Tell us about the the remix you did for Black Monk's Buddha Nature. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was telling my man, um, that was the first uh, track I did for Rap-A-Lot. 3-2 um, had picked that track out. 
And, uh, yeah, he was like, yeah, we need that. And it ended up being a more popular remix than the uh, album cut. And they ended up shooting the video to it. Um, you know, God bless Bushwick. Yeah, we we was I was there at the video shoot when they when they filmed everything, man. It was a pleasure, and I was brought in like properly by three two. So I appreciated all that. Yeah, it's dope. Outside of uh, of the song Stutter House for me is one of the best songs of Gangsta Nip you did. You noticed you did a one other song. It was Uncle Sam. You put us his song. Oh, yeah. Tell us about this one. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, Nip, uh, if, you know, he's a conscious brother as well, so he kind of had to, you know, throw his, his, his card in, letting him know that he, he understands what's going on in our society towards, you know, people from where we come from. You know, he was just letting them know, Uncle Sam, you never gave a damn. Here's the truth. In our neighborhood, no matter what president it is, it don't change nothing. In our neighborhood, it don't matter what president took the chair, nothing in our neighborhood changed. You understand what I'm saying? That's what that's what he was saying. Uncle Sam, Uncle Sam, you never gave a damn. Who was your inspiration for, for this, this music, this production, this type of production? Um, I, I don't know if you know these guys because they're not inside the rap genre. You know, I was like understanding music from people like Marvin Gaye, Curtis Mayfield, um, you know, uh, other people like um, Black Bach, uh, just all, you know, just all kind of old genres of music because my father used to listen to real-to-real music all my life since I was a little baby. So I was uh, submerged in music, music, and most of it was instrumental shit. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, as a baby, I just listened to that music, listened to it, and then I learned how to break it down and listen to for listen to it for what's inside of it, the ingredients of the music. So, I, I, you know, it's, it, it comes from a lot of people, really, but it's it, it's deeper than rap. For sure, it comes from the blues also. <laughs> James Brown, you know, people like that. People who built the the infrastructure for rappers to use. Yeah. Right. Heck, even Muhammad Ali, man. He put Hell out yeah. um, his his record of rhyme. You know, I had Jesse Ventura on the show uh, last year, and he said his biggest hero uh, was Muhammad Ali, and and he started spitting those rhymes that he did in like '63. I was like, <laughs> man, that's you know. And, and- yeah, and, and he showed everybody else how they could do it. All you have to yeah. be is a real yeah. decent human being and stand on the shit you say. Yeah, absolutely. If there was more people who could stand on their shit, we'd, we'd be in a better place, just all over the place. With this COVID, you know, and all this shit going on, uh, it, it fucks with the music industry, man. And um, Has it altered any of your plans or, or, or have you? able to uh do all right during these these times oh yeah nah definitely doing well <clears throat> one thing you don't do is throw your eggs all into one basket yeah. so if you if you've done that and you've got a few eggs you can get rid of you should put them in other baskets right away this is a good time it's like 
The whole world is on pause, but you still have the capability to build on what you were building just double time. If you look at it that way. That's good advice. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, through adversity comes thought. You know what I'm saying, brother? Yeah, you got to definitely got to be able to counter so many different things. Um, you know, these days, it's it's uh, it's fucked up because you think of well, what kind of world we're going to leave our kids. I'm just hoping shit gets better for them, you know. Right. Um, but, you know, uh, while we're here, we got plenty of dope music, man. Let's give them another one, and then I want to come back and I want to give you the floor. Um, you can let everybody know, man, how they can get your dope production. Um but uh, let's go to this one here, man. We're talking about uh, Brother Nip, man. Let's give him Psych Flow. Uh, this one here is, is is real, real hard, man. How, how was it recording this song? Man, um, like I said, Nip, man, with that energy. He, You know, at the time when I was doing that stuff, I, I made a lot of Nip stuff right there on point. And uh, he came in with this energy, man, and I'm, I, I, I try my best to match his intensity. You know, he he just wanted to cut loose on them and let them know, like, I, I'm gonna show them why I'm I'm the most psychotic motherfucker they ever met. But un, under that psychotic, you know, genius is is a real fucking savant. This dude is super smart, man. Highly, highly intelligent. This is uh, Gangsta Nip Psych Flow. We'll be right back. You know what I'm saying? Uh, with our guest tonight, Big Swift. So don't go nowhere. Yes, sir. Yeah, we 
out they money, watch the fuck boy choke and kill. Drama gets drastic, too far in some plastic. They caught him in traffic, too casting in my presence. Get this ass, get I'm a quiet nigga, a riot nigga. The type to take the psych ward and burn down the Hyatt nigga. So how you figure? You created the horror core. Coming to my work desk, so please step through that horror door. As your mind is quickly taken, the evil part dies off. That's a good part of steady awakening. Hurt him, jack him, psychopath is on the stroll again. Get the devil from behind and beat him with a pole again. My noon he said that it tickled him. The sound of his bones cracked the idea of it crippled him. Before I killed him, I let him kiss his mother. The organs inside his body, they all start fighting against each other. Terror is what I release. There's no beef. Axe blade, so shove down his leg. It looks just like a crease. JB, here's a letter. Carry this. Never let my go. Cause that bitch is a serious. He talks shit cause I gotta let him know. Stick to making music cause the lyrically weak hope. Your fight game's weak, I swore like a pro. Step inside my face and watch you die from the strike flow. Motherfucker, it's just a buster. I'll never trust ya. My four five was just. Nah, you know, I always wanted to do one of them, but I never did, man. Nah. I was so, at the point when when I got to, you know, starting to mess with that SP-1200, man, I, I really got more obsessed with wanting to make the music at that point. I, 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 I really wanted to make one of them, but my interest fell quickly from DJing once I started messing with them drum machines and shit. Well, you've done a lot of legendary songs uh, over the years, but on uh, you know a lot of albums. You know, what I'm saying, um, man, wh- what are your uh, you know, what I'm saying, goals for the future? Oh man, um, I actually want to start doing like movie scoring because, you know, I mean, all that stuff that we played, you know, is is pretty much back in the day. I've evolved since then. I've I've never stopped making music. And and things have gotten much greater, so I want to share it on a bigger level. I mean, I have I have a um, couple of artists that we're going to be dropping in 21. You know, um, one of them, her name is the Phoenix. Uh, she's a singer, and and it, it's just totally fucking mind blowing. She's she's a young uh, woman with a, a old voice, and and, wow. and and it's it's dead serious and. The music is so it's crazy because like rappers want to rap to the shit. <laughs> you know, I let a couple of my partners that's pretty high up in the game hear hear her stuff, and it's like, what the fuck, man? Like this shit, like the music is hard, like like rap boom bap shit, but she's singing like her fucking heart out to this shit. It's 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 incredible, bro. Wow. Yeah, I know it is coming from you because you've you've done just about it all as far as the production. So if, if you're saying this is something we need to be checking, yes, sir. 
She's incredible. Yes, um, we're we're working on an EP right now. Um, we're about we're near completion. The name of the EP, uh, her name is the Phoenix, and the name of the EP is going to be called Burn Offerings. Oh hell yeah, we need it's, to be looking out for that. Oh, it's super serious. And, uh, yeah. Who, uh, who's, uh, who's your other artist? Uh, I have another artist by the name of Champ Bayleaf. He's he's uh, up and coming. Rapper in the Houston scene. He's he's super dope, super creative. Um, <clears throat> uh, he 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 he's from Nebraska, but um, man, this dude is incredibly talented. Man, um, I I really like working with him. You know, um, I have another artist. His name is LaChris. Uh, he's from Baton Rouge. Um, very uh diverse rapper. Um series though, you know what I'm saying? Um we, we we got stuff that'll match each genre. You know, we're not putting our sound in one box, definitely not doing that. Um we've already, you know, strategically put projects together to touch each and every, you know, genre that we aim at simultaneously. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, man, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Um Man, I wish you nothing but uh, you know continued success, man. And um, you know, uh, I hope to have you back on the show again in the future. You know, maybe we can bring your uh, artists on with, with you when they drop and uh, showcase them a little bit. You know, uh, definitely, I'd appreciate that. Well, I'll tell you what. If uh, anybody wants to get a hold of you uh, for production, uh, man, give them uh, your contacts. And um, if you want to give any shout outs, man, I want to give you the floor. It's all yours, brother. Okay, yeah. Um, I want to give shouts out to my team right now. You know what I'm saying? My boy, um, Dope Boy, Big N.O.P., my boy, Twin. You know what I'm saying? My little brother, Alzo, my homie, Mecca. You know, the home team. You know, everybody involved in what we're trying to do right now. My homie, Roderick Woods. You know what I'm saying? That's my boy, Heart Attack. You know, um, we all pushing together. We all very proficient at what we do and we all decide to pool our resources and you know make something bigger happen than a single dream you know so uh shout out to them uh shout out to all my brothers that i work with that are uh, now not with us and all my brothers that i'm still working with you know and shout out to everybody doing their shit because it takes some kind of energy to get out here and and, and take losses until you make it you know so Blessings to all of y'all for that. Yeah, that's all I want to say, man. I'm cool. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Thank you, man. You and yours stay safe, and uh, we'll talk to you real soon, uh, Big Swift. I appreciate y'all, man. Take care. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.